Five-star Indiana signee Liam McNeely and five-star prospect Derek Queen, both named McDonald's All-Americans. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this, the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. And I appreciate you all being everydayers. You're here every day, Monday through Friday. Bonus episodes as well. Thank you so much for being here. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on YouTube, on the video, if you're on the audio version, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Subscribe anywhere you can. YouTube, audio, doesn't matter. Please do that. It helps us grow uh, a lot. And so we're trying to make this as big as possible. So thank you so much for being here and making this your go-to spot for Indiana content. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Five-star signee for Indiana basketball, Liam McNeely, McDonald's All-American. And the prospect, the target for Indiana basketball, five-star Derek Queen is also named a McDonald's All-American. I'm going to tell you why that is super, super important, what that means moving forward and how Lee or how Indiana can get Derek Queen to sign in 2024 as well. We'll talk about that on the show today, plus an update on Khalil Ware and his health status as we get closer to uh, the game against Illinois this weekend, plus court storming. Cool or not, we'll talk about that in a huge controversy that happened in this Big Ten Conference on the women's side of things. That's on the show for today. Liam McNeely, five-star signee for Indiana basketball in the class of 2024, the biggest name so far for Indiana basketball in the class of 2024. He has been named a McDonald's All-American. And let me say, this is a huge deal, right? I I know that Players are getting better over time, and over the years as we've gone at, uh, gone through this thing, players are they're just getting better, right? And being a McDonald's All-American coming out of high school is not everything, okay? It's not. Uh, there are plenty of good players that were not McDonald's All-Americans that became really good in college basketball and then became really good in the NBA. But the guys that are, the guys that are named in this, there's a reason that they are, right? Indiana's playing with one right now on McKenzie and Baco that came in this past year, came in this year, right? And is starting to kind of get into that frame, that narrative of why he was a McDonald's All-American. And I think he's going to be a very good player here for the next couple of years. It's nice to know that help is on the way, right? Help is on the way with Liam McNeely, a five-star down in Montverde Academy, right? Uh, McDonald's All-American now, five-star forward, right? Number 15 nationally in the 2024 class. You're bringing in a top 15 player that's just a superstar, man. You don't get that ranking just because you know somebody who knows somebody who's got a guy, right? You get this ranking, this honor, because you earned it. You deserve to be this, and that's what Indiana's bringing in. So, I think we should be excited that not only is he coming in, but Mike Woodson, Indiana, this staff, whoever you want to say did it, 
is bringing him in. And this isn't just a recruit. This isn't somebody you're just going after. No, Liam McNeely is signed, sealed, delivered. He's going to be here for Indiana come 2024 into 2025. So that's really exciting. His teammate down there at Montverde Academy in 2024 is the five-star center Derek Queen, a guy that Indiana has been hammering and going after so consistently for months now, months and months and months. He was also named a 2024 McDonald's All-American. All right, he's six foot ten. He's the center, and he's ranked number 12 nationally in the 247 sports rankings in 2024. So you have a chance because Indiana's trying. I, I, I don't think they're in the lead, but I still think they're in this thing, okay? Indiana's trying to do something really special here. They're trying to pull two top 15 recruits in the same class from the same school, teammates and best friends, since they were in junior high, since they were in middle school. And sure, that absolutely gives Indiana some pull here, but just because they played with each other, just because they're best friends, doesn't mean they're going to go play at the same college. Now, here is something that's really, really interesting. According to Peaks.com, the 247 site for Indiana, if the Hoosiers were able to land Derek Queen along with Liam McNeely, him and McNeely would be the first IU signees to be McDonald's All-Americans in the same class since Neil Reed and Andre Patterson back in 1994. Reed went from Indiana from uh, East Jefferson High in Louisiana and Patterson from Cooper High School in Texas. So think about that. It would be the first time they did this since 1994. And how big would that be for this Indiana team? McNeely's already going to take this team and program to the next level. You pair him with what should be coming back, Khalil Ware, Malik Renew, hopefully, right? We're hoping we don't lose guys in the portal, McKenzie and Baco as well. The talent is going to be here. You've got the chance to add on to that more with Derek Queen. And this team would be really stinking good, right? Now, same thing, and I kind of fell into this trap with McKenzie and Baco, and it's going to take them some time to become great at the college game. But, man, imagine the flex that you have, and that is a recruiting tool in itself, really, when head coach Mike Woods and this coaching staff, if you pull Derek Queen, right, you can then start going on the road and saying, yeah, look what we just did. We just pulled two five-stars, two McDonald's All-Americans. You can start saying that to other players in 2025, 2026, and beyond and saying, we did it with them. We did it with McKenzie and Baco. You should be a part of this as well. You should be here because we're building something special. And now, this season doesn't help you a whole lot there unless you magically turn it around here at the end of January. But pulling big-time recruits is a recruiting tool in itself. So huge news here. Liam McNeely, five-star, signed with Indiana in the 2024 class. He has gotten the high, high honor of becoming a McDonald's All-American. Derek Queen, a guy that Indiana is still after heavily in the 2024 class. Teammates of Liam McNeely has become a McDonald's All-American as well. We'll keep you updated. We're hoping, fingers crossed, right? What a pull this would be if the Hoosiers and Mike Woodson could not just get Liam McNeely, who is signed in here with the Hoosiers, if you could pull Derek Queen as well. This thing's going to come down to the wire, folks, and we're not very far away from it. That'll be coming up literally next month in a couple of weeks. So we'll keep you updated here on Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure you tune in. We'll have all the coverage, all the content for you when it comes to the Derek Queen sweepstakes. But huge news 
for Indiana recruiting. Liam McNeely, Derek Queen, both become McDonald's All-Americans. Well, coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we've got a little bit of an update on Khalil Ware and his health status moving forward for Indiana basketball. We'll talk about what that update is from head coach Mike Woodson himself. We'll also talk about what the impact's going to be, whether he's on the floor, if he's 100% or not, or if he's just not there. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets. Let me say that again. 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Place the bet, you get 150. What else? You're not going to get that anywhere else, okay? Sign up for FanDuel right now. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, go to the Parlay Hub, throw together a nice parlay. How about a live same-game parlay? You can do it all on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. And I appreciate you subscribing to the channel on YouTube, liking the video. That shares it really, really well. Helps us grow as we approach um, as we approach 1,700 subscribers. I'll pull it up and give you a live, uh, a live count right now on our subscribers. We appreciate you being everydayers here. As we're going to start talking about Kalia Ware, we are pushing towards 1,700, 1,660 Five. That's our subscriber count. Let's get to 1,700 by the end of the month, right? Let's see if we can get there by February here on Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you being here. But let's talk a little Khalil Ware as we have a health update on him um, uh, from my head coach, Mike Woodson. Optimistic that uh, Khalil Ware will return soon as we approach the Illinois game coming up this week. And a quote from head coach Mike Woodson during his radio show appearance on Monday inside Indiana basketball with Don Fisher. It says, quote, we're hoping that he'll be back Saturday, said head coach Mike Woodson. Says, quote, I can't promise that. He's still not on the floor yet from the ankle injury, so we've just got to take it day at a time and see where it leads us. Uh, Woodson said that uh, after that Wisconsin game, he got an injury during practice when he came down on somebody's foot, twisted the ankle, and that's why he was in the boot the other night in Indiana's previous game. That's terrible. I've been there. I've done that exact injury playing basketball growing up, uh, playing basketball back in college. I mean, that's a horrible injury. It hurts, man. There's nothing fun about a twisted ankle. I mean, mine just folded up to the sides of a basketball and was purple and blue and black, all the different colors. But, man, you can't do anything, right? You're a, a twisted ankle so bad because it's just so it's so vulnerable, right? And if you've twisted your ankle, done anything like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You may feel like you're starting to heal a little bit. You're walking around, it's feeling okay, but man, it's so easy to retweak that thing and make it even worse than it was before if you're not careful. So Indiana and Khalil Ware have to be careful here not to re-aggravate that and not to rush Khalil Ware back. Uh, we've talked about this before. And, you know, that's tough to do because the question becomes, can Indiana win without Khalil Ware? The answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. And I could have done an entire episode on that topic right there. But here's why. 
Indiana cannot win without Khalil Ware. Here's what his production's been this season. Other than Trey Galloway, he plays the second most minutes a, a game for the team. He plays just under 31 minutes a game. He's your second leading scorer at 14 points a game. He's your leading rebounder with nine and a half rebounds per game. So borderline a walking double-double like I think he should be every game. He brings you two assists, gets you almost a steal. One and a half blocks, which is really, really good, compared to the second highest on the team, which is .7 by Malik Renew. Um, he only turns it over once per game. He's shooting 54% from the floor. That's second best on the team besides Anthony Leo, who's only shot like five times, so that doesn't count. Free throw percentage, 67, not great. That's that's because Indiana's a 66% free throw shooting team on average, so horrible. And then from three, he is somewhat of a threat. He shoots 42% from back there, so take that with what you will. He's the second best behind Anthony Leo, but again, that doesn't count. So all of that to say this, Indiana cannot win without Khalil Ware. They cannot afford him to not be in many games. You saw what happened in the one game he did not play, right? Even when Ware is in the ball game, Indiana still gets out-rebounded, and sometimes by a lot. And the re- And the problem is, Here's your rebounding numbers. Khalil Ware, nine and a half. Malik Renew, six. And then you have almost a three-point drop-off to McKenzie and Baca at 3.8. And then you have a bunch of twos, a one, and some under a single digit, man. That is an issue on this team. Nobody's crashing the glass. Nobody's boxing out. Nobody's finding a body and putting their rear end on them and then going after the basketball. A shot goes up and everybody does this. I'm watching the ball for those of you on the audio version. They just watch. They either watch or they turn and run the other way. There's no urgency to rebound the ball here. And so without Khalil Ware, you're losing double-digit points, damn near double-digit rebounds, and a defensive menace, which I may be most important. You can make that argument. That's the most important factor that he brings because he's seven foot tall and While he may not be the biggest, bulkiest guy, he's still a threat inside, and he's still something that other players have to deal with, and they have to be a little concerned and worried with when they try to go inside the lane. So I just, I don't know. I'm hoping he can come back Saturday, right, on the road at Illinois, but I also don't want to rush him because is this a winnable game even with Khalil Ware? And he's not going to be 100%. I think that's pretty safe to say. So. I asked you this question. Does Khalil Ware at whatever percentage he's at, let's say 75 to 80, just taking a guess, I don't know that, but just taking a stab at it, is a 80% healthy Khalil Ware the difference maker in this game on Saturday against Illinois? I just, I don't know. I don't know, and it's really hard for me to say yes on that because you're going on the road to a top 10 team in the country. Now, Illinois has some size. We're going to have a whole breakdown preview episode of this coming up in a couple of days on Friday. But you start looking at their size, man. 6'9", 6'6", and these are not guards. These are their forwards. 6'8", 6'8", 6'10". Like, they've got size. And Indiana's going to have to find a way to either go up against that or combat it and try to go around it. And I don't know how the heck they're going to do that. So... My answer is no. I don't think I don't think a 
not 100% Khalil Ware. We'll say it that way, right? And Khalil Ware not at 100%, I don't think is the thing to take you over the top in this game for Indiana. I think you probably lose it regardless unless you come out and have changed something, right? Can Indiana win this game? Sure, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why on Friday. But in regards to Khalil Ware, I would rather take our chances without him and play the game anyway rather than bring him back in a very physical, very fast, very intense game in the Big Ten against a top 10 program and take the risk and the threat of him jacking that ankle up even more and him possibly being out for weeks and weeks at a time in the most important time frame that Indiana has. Like, they cannot afford to lose Khalil Ware for games against Ohio State and Wisconsin and Purdue and Northwestern and Michigan State. All those games that Indiana has to start winning, they can't afford to not have him. So my take is this. If he's 100% healthy, ready to go, which I – excuse me, I don't see being the case, then I say you hold him. I say you hold him out or limit him pretty significantly and use him and and take advantage of him down the stretch. We'll see what happens, though. Indiana plays Illinois Saturday. We'll see if we get an update between now and then on Khalil Ware, but head coach Mike Woodson is optimistic that he plays on Saturday, so we'll see what happens when the Hoosiers go on the road to take on the Fighting Illini. Well, coming up here in our final segment on Locked on Hoosiers, a little bit different of a conversation. What do you think about court storming, right? We had a huge situation in Columbus on the women's side of things between Ohio State and Iowa. We're going to talk about the situation around Caitlin Clark and whether we think court storming is a good idea or not. Should schools be fine? Should players be more protected? A huge topic going on right now in college basketball, and in the Big Ten Conference. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second here on Locked on Hoosiers. Welcome back to Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. Be sure you subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on your audio platforms. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And want to remind you really quick about Locked on Sports today. We've launched uh, here at Locked on. We've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the First Devil National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Go drop them a subscription. They would appreciate it. And uh, while you're at it, subscribe to us as well. So go check out Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Court storming. Cool or not? Where do you sit on court storming in college basketball? It doesn't happen in the NBA, right? I I don't know why. I don't think they're as passionate, and the NBA pretty much doesn't allow it. But with college basketball, it's something that's been happening forever, right? I mean, it's been happening since the beginning of college basketball, where if you win a big game and it's an upset, you storm the court, fans come flying, students come flying, you mob the floor. You see it in football all the time, in in college football field storming, right? And you see that just, and it's so exciting, right? It's so much fun, but it is pretty dangerous, right? It's pretty dangerous, and it's become a pretty serious issue. And the reason I bring this up is because, The Big Ten has released a statement. They've started to come out and 
really tackled this, and I use tackle, no pun intended, tackle this topic because of what happened between Ohio State and Iowa on the women's side of basketball just a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, excuse me, over the weekend. And in case you didn't see the video, you can find it. Just search Ohio State, Iowa women's basketball, or Caitlin Clark gets tackled, whatever you want to cite, whatever you want to look up, you'll be able to find it. All right. Basically, what happened was the Ohio State Buckeyes taking on Iowa, Caitlin Clark, number two team in the country. We're very familiar with that team, are we, as Indiana Hoosiers fans, because of what they did to our women's team just a few days ago, a few games ago, right? I was on the road in Columbus at Ohio State. Ohio State wins, huge win, 192 in overtime on Sunday. Massive, massive win for the Buckeyes. Fans storm the court. Here they come, right? They're flooding on. Fans are excited. Students are going crazy. And all the Iowa Hawkeyes are trying to do is get off the floor, right? That's what the opposing team wants to do is get us the heck out of here. Well, Caitlin Clark is coming out of this mob of of people on the floor. She's trying to run off the floor at an angle. And she's in a pretty hard sprint trying to get out of this thing. And here comes an Ohio State fan. And all of a sudden, bam, right? Runs smack into Caitlin Clark. Fan turns around, kind of looks away and goes into the mob. Caitlin Clark has to get helped off the floor, right? And would this have been blo- would this have been blown up as much as it was if it wasn't Caitlin Clark, one of the biggest names in women's basketball? No, absolutely not, right? There's no chance this would have happened if this was some random player at North Dakota State School for Women, right? It just wouldn't have happened. But with this being Caitlin Clark, or if it was Mackenzie Holmes for us, or if it was Angel Reese from LSU, one of those high-profile players in women's college basketball, yeah, this is going to be brought up, and it's going to be made a big deal. And guess what? It should be made a big deal regardless of who it is, because while court storming is very cool, it's also extremely dangerous, and especially in basketball because of the limited space, right? Football, you've got you got a hundred yard length, and you've got even you know a super wide field, and it's super big. Like now, there's a lot more people. But there's an easier chance for for players and coaches to get off the field or at least have some sort of escape route before something like this happens. Whereas in basketball, man, when they get on the floor, when they decide they're coming, they're coming. And they're going to get out there extremely fast. And it's pretty much impossible for fans to not collide with with the opposing team. And here's what the Big Ten had to say after Caitlin Clark got ran into it. I don't care where you stand, whether you think she did it on purpose or whether the fan did it on purpose or if they could have avoided each other or not. That's a conversation for a different time. Here's what the Big Ten said. So I quote, the safety and security of student athletes, coaches, and staff is of the utmost importance. Uh, says the Big Ten requires host institutions to provide adequate security for visiting teams from their arrival for a game through their departure. If adequate security is not provided, there's a process in place that begins with a private reprimand in the first offense, public reprimand for a second offense, and the discretion of implement a fine plus additional penalties for the third offense. We routinely review our policy as needed to ensure a safe environment for everyone. We've seen so many schools be fined for court storming, field storming, you name it. I mean, they charge hundreds of thousands of dollars to these schools when this thing happens. And of course, for us here at Indiana, when 
Uh, the biggest, one of the best court stormings has ever happened in the history of college basketball was when Christian Watford hit the buzzer beater to beat Kentucky back in 2011 in December. That was one of the craziest court stormings I've ever seen, <laughs> right? I mean, that was insane. The, one of the greatest shots in college basketball history, one of the greatest court storms in college basketball history. But it's extremely dangerous, right? You could see Kentucky players trying to just work their way through the Red Sea, just blue jerseys trying to find their way out. It was impossible, right? I don't know. I I like it. I think that's what makes college sports special. But I definitely understand you've got to protect opposing players. You, The home players are going to party. They're going to hang out with the students and the fans. I, we're not worried about them, which it's still dangerous, but they're at least having a good time, right? Opposing players, coaches, they've got to get out of there. And we've seen some schools and some programs have like ropes set up to kind of guide them through some of the mob and craziness. But, man, I don't know. There, there has to be something. But at that point, how are you going to stop thousands of people and the security guards that line up wearing bright yellow jackets? What are y'all going to do? Really? I mean, what are you going to do? Not a whole lot. You can only – basically, the students and the fans take the mindset of they can't stop us all. And that's how it goes down. So I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting. It relates to the Big Ten. I wanted to bring up the Christian Watford because we always like to bring that up, right? Always get a chance to bring that up and um, and talk about that. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on court storming in, in college basketball, field storming in college football as well? Why don't we field storm in baseball? Why don't we do that? I think we should. Ice storm in hockey, um, you know, whatever other sport, right? What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Khalil Ware? What are your thoughts on McNeely and Derek Queen? Everything we talked about today here on Locked on Hoosiers. I want to hear from you in the YouTube comments. You can follow us on X as well, at Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure you engage with us on there. I love seeing your guys' thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, anything you got for the show. So be sure that you uh, are engaging with us. I'll engage back with you. And then uh, tomorrow we'll have a very spicy episode coming up tomorrow. So you guys, I hope will like that. And then on Friday, we'll have a preview episode for Indiana and Illinois with the game on Saturday. We'll have a, a quick reaction pod on Saturday and then get back into it on Monday. So until next time, who's your fans stay safe and I'll talk to you later.